0: Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations and vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth, Sometimes it does focus on body image as well, and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Compassionately You with Bree Luganville. Happy Monday. Today we have Veronica Kieran here. She is an author, speaker, and coach to LGBTQ entrepreneurs. One of my dear friends as well. (laughs) Um, Veronica, tell us a little bit about your business. Uh,
2: I have been coaching entrepreneurs for a little over two years now. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur and have been starting things since 2010 Uh, I just sold one of my companies in March, which was really fun. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, But I specifically work with LGBTQ entrepreneurs because um, I really think it's important to recognize that all of our identities and all of our personality fills our business. And so to ignore really such an important part of who we are uh, in business and how it affects business, um, I think is, is just a disservice, so, um, I create a safe place for entrepreneurs to identify on the queer spectrum, and I also help if they want to either, uh, be out in their business or create a plan to not be out, um, but then, you know, there's always the possibility that something could happen, so, um, yeah. Thank you for that work. (laughs) Needed.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Um, so I also brought Veronica on because she recently just released her book, Story of Elders. Um, it's been, was it a three-year
2: journey? three and a half years. Three and a half years,
1: <laughs> thank you. Three and a half year journey. Um, she funded it via Kickstarter, and she actually traveled nationally across the country to interview all different types of elders mm-hmm. um, and how technology was then and how technology affects them now. Am I saying this all correctly?
2: <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> okay, please yeah, divulge It's, not
1: just, it's more. not just
2: how it affects them. It's um, I, I was super interested in how yeah. it has changed everything, but I, I, I just think the best way to, to know that are through the people that lived it, who lived through all the changes. So um, it's not just like what technology is doing now. It's also like, what was it doing in the 80s? What was it doing in the 60s? And they can represent all of that to us.
1: That's amazing. Um, In her book, too, I was able to get a copy, and there is a certain page. It's page number 154, Mm -hmm. where it chronicles a personal uh, journey that she had during her time going across the country and recording interviews. Um, and she wanted to touch a little bit on that just because this is a place and space for vulnerability and personal growth and having someone so just, and the expertise and wonderful here that's done so much, um, it's a great thing to kind of hear about, so.
2: Yeah, nobody's impervious to hard experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, when I was... On this journey. So I drove 12,000 miles alone across America. And so that in and of itself is like stressful, even though it's an amazing adventure. Um, I had tried to have like a support team back home so that I didn't have to basically herd chickens and travel at the same time, but it didn't work out. So I was making all the phone calls and scheduling with the elders to interview them while I was on the road. And I basically found myself going constantly. I was either driving or interviewing 24 hours or sleeping. Like that was basically all I was doing. Um, And so what I talk about in the book uh, is basically a breaking point. Um, So I have post-traumatic stress injury, um, which is also known as post-traumatic stress disorder, although it's not a disorder, it is a brain injury. Um, And... I I had had it already at the time. So I react differently to stress than maybe a brain that hasn't had something happen to it. Um, so that stress of that journey was, was just basically like throwing me to the wolves. Um, and, uh, I'd had a bad night. I was driving through Idaho and, um, I was driving through an elk preserve, <laughs> which, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was unexpected. And just, like, the, it was November, so the sun went down really early, especially that far north. I mean, if I was driving, you know, through Nevada, the sun might have still been up. But I was way, 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 way north in Idaho um, because I was headed towards Olympia, Washington. Um, and I was scared I didn't realize that my eyesight wasn't so hot at that time because I've had LASIK so I just like didn't it didn't cross my mind that like something was actually wrong but so I was scared I couldn't see I was driving through an uh, elk preserve which I'm not from a place that has elk so I like, didn't know yeah. what that would be like how to like make sure I was safe like I didn't you know I know where I live that deer migrate at evening and dawn and that like, this is what their eyes look like. And this is about how big they are. And, like, <laughs> that's not – it's not the same. So I got, I got to the next town, and I stopped at a Motel 6, which probably, in retrospect, was a bad idea. Um, but it's what I did. And um, the room I got was just, like, the least accommodating possible situation. Um, so the bed – the sheets were, like, sandpaper – The shower head didn't spray straight. The room smelled like smoke, even though it was not smoking. It's just like, you know, it was just shitty. And for somebody who's that exhausted and that stressed out, it just didn't go well. So I couldn't fall asleep. And then I just, like, started crying. And then I just couldn't stop crying. And I didn't really, like, know why. Like, I knew I was exhausted and tired. But, like, I didn't didn't have the self-care skills that I do now and that I work with my clients on. Um... I, I teach self-care all over the country now mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs and like I didn't have any of those tools in my kit at the time and so I just, I was really upset and really stressed out. I didn't know how to self-soothe um, and I eventually just kind of like cried myself out because I could have decided to quit but I didn't want to quit. I really cared about what I was doing um, and I, like you said, I had funding mm-hmm. that I was responsible for so I just kept going after that night um I probably shouldn't have but I did in
1: the in the book too it says you did call people you did call friends that were your support line you said they they knew that they were going to be your support and so you were able to call them too yeah
2: I did call someone um just one Mm -hmm. um and they weren't the greatest help of a person I just like I didn't know yeah I didn't know how to self-care so I didn't know how to find people who could speak that language and be okay talking about ptsi and are you triggering or like what can you do to self-soothe like that wasn't in my toolkit so I didn't know how to ask for it either so it's just like
1: it was a hard experience and this is why we're here
2: talking about it because
1: someone who might have PTSI mm-hmm. um, is, could be listening today, and then they could be like, okay, now what Veronica is saying is maybe we need to find people that know mm-hmm. how to help in that certain way when you need that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, chronicle more of stories of elders now that we kind of delved into one part that was really hard during the journey, yeah. but what happened after? So, what happened the next morning when you? woke up even if well yeah if you got any well sleep. <laughs> I mean I can't
2: yeah so I got like five hours of sleep and I went on um I just kept going like it kind of just bottled mm-hmm. and kept going and so I actually when I got back to Michigan um and got home I I would say that I had a breakdown I was mm-hmm. I was just like so not okay and so exhausted but I didn't know how to recognize that and so like Instead of – what I've learned now is that I can find myself really upset, but I can step outside of it and say, okay, Veronica, you're upset right now. Like, what's going on? And I can self-parent, but I didn't know how to do that. So instead it just, like, was like a Jenga tower and all the pieces fell apart. And I was just really upset and not okay for two weeks, and um, I finally found some – someone to help me in the form of a therapist because i realized that like i had ptsd and i knew it but i'd never actually gotten help for it so that's why my toolkit was just completely empty mm-hmm. um so now with with all the healing i've done uh and the work i do today to help other entrepreneurs um care for themselves and to manage their work life balance so that they can continue doing what they love um, I can look back on this journey and say, like, it was amazing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it was – there. that was hard. That was a hard aspect of it. But in general, objectively, like, what an incredible experience I had. I met a 100 of our elders and had amazing conversations and learned things that – like, I thought that I knew stuff about American history and about technology, and I got – I got – I got schooled, <laughs> for sure. Like I had no idea that people um, were so scared of electricity when it first came into homes that they wouldn't go over to houses that had electricity because they were scared oh. it would jump out of the sockets. <gasps> like that's how, like yeah. you know, like we're scared of autonomous vehicles and and like think that it's silly to be scared of electricity, but like our children are going to think that it was scared that it was silly that we were scared of autonomous cars, you know? Yeah, and so there was just a lot that I learned. amazing stories that I heard and so I can look back on this journey and say like well I learned a lot about myself I figured out how to self-care and I also I feel like have like have been endowed with these stories Mm -hmm. from our elders and um what an honor. Yeah.
1: Oh I'm so excited. Her book has been released officially um so if you wanna learn more about what she was learning about and see it chronicled in a way that's just I, I just love it. It's just so good to see all the stories and the way that they're chronicled, as well as her personal journey, which she explained a little bit here. It's just kind of woven through the book, like, very eloquently. So mm-hmm. it's called Stories of Elders, and you can find it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, yeah, amazing. Um, another thing, too, is um, I like to ask people, like, depending on what they went through, and like, what word of advice would you give to people? So, because you did say you have PTSD, um, what advice would you give to others who might be struggling with that that you wish you would have known? Um, you kind of already said things. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but no. Just, I, yeah. But even just more, just more info because it's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm a really stubborn person. So, I decided when I realized that I was suffering, I decided that I could deal with it on my own. Um, because I had dealt with depression as a teenager on my own and had come out of it just fine. So I was just like, I could do that with this too. It's the same thing. And it's really not because your brain is physically different because of it. And so for anyone that feels like they're struggling with PTSI or might have it and they're not sure, Find someone who is safe and compassionate. Um, I had a great experience with the therapist that I found, and I actually have graduated from therapy, which you can do. Wow. So, like, you you don't have to be stuck with it. Because that was the other thing. I thought, like, oh, my God, it's forever because it is a brain injury. So I was like, I'm going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to be in therapy for the rest of my life. I'm going to just be, like, this helpless person. Like, I just had all these messages from our society in my head echoing Mm -hmm. and the truth of the matter is like I found amazing support I graduated from therapy yes sometimes I trigger but like I come out of it so fast and I can I can just like step outside of the situation and go like wow okay so that happened and now back to the rest of our (laughs) scheduled programming like (laughs) I get back up and I go on uh with my day so, um, and it happens rarely. Like, it's like every six months now. Like, my, something might trip me up, and I'm like, well, okay. Found a new button. Good mm-hmm. to know. Moving on. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. That's yeah. That's really wonderful
1: advice for everyone.
2: Yeah, I hate that. You know, I talk in my book, too. This is, the, the chapter where I talk about this experience is a chapter on medicine, and the last section is about mental health. And I think it really does a great disservice to stigmatize People with mental health issues, um, I understand where it came from. That, like back in the day, uh, you didn't you didn't know the difference between syphilitic madness and just general madness. Like you didn't know if somebody was suffering from a disease or not. So like, you just didn't go near them. You yeah. shunned them because you could get sick too. But, like people can't get sick. Like I cannot pass my t- PTSD to you. No, yeah. as much as. I'm sure everybody wants that (laughs) it's so great. Uh, You know, like you can't catch it. You can't can't catch bipolar. You can't catch uh, schizophrenia. You can't catch depression. Um, But we treat it like you can still. And Mm -hmm. so um, if I could change the world even a little bit in that way, um, I try to in my book a little by saying some of these things. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be PTSD. If you feel like something's going on, you can seek help, and you can do so privately if you feel safe that way. Um, but I do so because you'll build your toolkit, and things will get better.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you for that word, or many more, many more than just one word. <laughs> you <cared> <laughs> that's good. People need that, so yeah. thank you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about stories of elders or your coaching mm-hmm. and speaking business?
2: Gosh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm speaking all over the country about self-care and also about my book. I'm super excited for things to come. I love this work that I did because we're so lucky to be alive right now while these people are still alive. They're still voting. They're still influencing our culture. And yet they grew up without electricity or running water. You know, like, these stories that we think are just... Part of history books, are still real for a lot of people. And um, really, I'd call your listeners to consider who's still alive in their lives because they're not going to be around forever. Mm -hmm. And I've had too many people tell me when they heard about my project how much they wish that I could have talked to their grandparents before they died so they would have those stories preserved. Mm -hmm. So just, if you buy my book, the questions that I use to talk to our elders are in the front of the book so you can use those questions if you don't know how to talk to your grandparents or great aunt or whomever is still in your life but just sit down with them and start chatting and and put your phone on record Mm -hmm. and and you'll have a treasure for a lifetime if you do it
1: thank you thank you for helping everyone with that and then how can we and how can they connect (laughs) with you um, if they want to just follow you and learn more about you, um, with all your author speaking coaching.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me at VeronicaKieran.com, which I'm sure the spelling will be in the <laughs> uh, podcast notes. So, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, you can also learn more about my book and listen to the elders in their own words if you're curious about their accents, about their inflections, about how they said things. Um at storiesofelders.com and that will also have book tour dates there. So if you're curious about getting a book signing or seeing the documentary that goes with the book Mm -hmm. um, or even having the elders sign your copy as well, um, you can find the book dates there.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks for your time Mm -hmm. today. Thank you just for your vulnerability um, personally as well as professionally. And I really truly think this is going to help so many people so I thank you so. Yeah. thank you this is our mission here this yeah is both here my yes. mission the flag has been planted <laughs> yes. so thank you so much everyone for tuning in um and this has been compassionately you
0: if you would like to learn more about today's episode you can go to brie com podcast if you'd like to join our private support group You can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Brie at brieluganville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.